And now we're rolling. Okay. So, hi everyone. We have no topic. (laughs) So, we're going to just start talking. Um, Nick just started recording. Uh-huh. And so we're going to just go with it. Yeah, and we get so, to find out, well, you get to find out what she's going to look like. Yeah. she matches the green screen. Once I again. Her, I warned her. I know, once she, again. It's I intentional this time. I it is. think yeah. it's going to be fantastic. I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the things that we were talking about earlier was your dog. My dog. <laughs> and yeah. her... Injury, yes, that kept you from going on vacation. Yes, it's very sad. She's fine now. She got her stitches out this morning, and she didn't even know she had stitches. She was fine the whole time. Yeah. That was that was like the kick in the ass. I think was like she sure she had stitches. We had to keep her from running, which didn't really happen. She just went on with life as usual, experienced seemingly no pain whatsoever, and was fine with even having a cone on. Like, it made her feel really special. Like, we would get the cone out, and she'd be like, ooh, this is really fun and exciting. Thanks for getting me a new accessory to wear. Like, what? Who's who is that laid back? Like, so she was a study in resilience. Yeah. And accepting what comes at you, and practicing... The way that you respond to something. You can't control things, but you can control your response to things. Yeah, and her response was, this is great, and everything's great, and I love my family. When she was (laughs) in the ER, she didn't want to come home because she was sleepy and comfortable. So she, like, acclimated immediately. (laughs) They did her little stitches, and she didn't want to come back because she liked it there. So, yeah, acclimating to anything uh, as a human, I don't know how that would work because she's a... She's a spoiled, precious pit bull, and she's known no strife in her life whatsoever. (laughs) So, good lesson from a... From a gentle yogi named Bella. <laughs> and I think though, but like that that kind of attitude where like if you if you go into something not having she had zero expectation. She never you know, does. she didn't want she wasn't trying to control the environment. She probably no. didn't have a whole lot of understanding of what was going on anyway. No. She didn't even seem to be in pain and she was like bleeding a yeah. lot. So <laughs> you had more anguish than she did. So much more. I cried. I was like, my poor baby dog. <laughs> right. And it was just stitches. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I mean, I think that there is a big lesson that can be learned from that. Yeah. That instance, that situation in itself, in addition to your entire week of vacation. Yeah. But the dog, the dog herself, I think that's a fascinating I thought it was also kind of, she, she taught me some things about myself that week because she actively had an injury and she didn't care. She wanted to do everything exactly the same. And so we had to try to get her to slow down. And I was like, oh, Oh, that mirror is a little too real. <laughs> oh, were you trying to get her to slow down for her own good? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I thought of times in my life when other people were like, hey, maybe you should stop doing that thing that you're doing. And I'm like, what? No, I'm fine. This is uh, fine. Yes. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, it's great. I'm doing great. Luckily, 
<laughs> because she's a pup and not a human, it's a lot easier to just scoop her up and literally bring her in the house. <laughs> no one ever physically scooped me up and like stopped me from, oh, I don't know, like running on a stress fracture. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. thought about if, that a couple times. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. But then when we would bring her inside, she'd be like, okay, I'm inside now. This is fine. Like, she wouldn't fight it. <laughs> you know, so I've got um, my one cat, um, Sarah. We call her Belly. Um, because when we first got her, she was really skinny, and she wasn't used to having her own food, and so... She would just like gorge and then walk around this big old belly. But anyway, so so she's got seizures, and so she gets phenobarbital twice a day, mm -hmm. and she has no clue that <laughs> she gets seizures. I mean, that's just the nature of seizures is that yeah. she just doesn't know that they happen at all. And the cat is like she is the she has the best nature possible yeah. like she walks around and then she'll like flop down on the ground and give you these like silly eyes so that like you're walking through the house and all of a sudden she flops down belly up yeah. and she's just a six pound cat so you, she's like teeny she's very little um but you know talking about that whole resilience thing and not having an expectation of like well my life should be like this yeah and when it's not like this then i'm going to be upset pissed off and throw a tantrum right. that's not at all she's just she just seems to like love anything yeah or like dogs that lose like a leg or two legs and then they're Tripods. like they're like i'm just gonna do what i always do i'm just gonna keep moving forward right just with three legs right we kind of don't deserve dogs and cats no <laughs> Yeah, but we can we can see the life lessons, I suppose. But yeah, it was really interesting to just like not have things to do and to just like be around that for a full week of like, you know, trying to rein myself in too. Because I I had to really fight with myself at times to not do things like oh well maybe, you know, I didn't schedule any clients, but maybe I should call them and tell them I'm back in town. So there was a lot of back and forth that I that I fought through. I did it. I I didn't do things. So that was a big deal for me. But it was kinda like, well, I need to make sure that my crazy dog that likes to run a lot doesn't run a lot. So if That's I, a thing to do like I I need to be here for that. And it wasn't complicated or anything, but it was like it was like just enough to kind of level me out because I was like a couple times this close to emailing people like, just kidding, I'm in town. Do you need therapy? <laughs> and, you know, I think it's funny that that even those of us that are supposed to be teaching others ugh, all this <laughs> stuff are sometimes the worst. Usually. Like, do what I say, don't do what I do. Yeah. Um, and did you, so I'm curious, did you see in the face of it, what you were doing? Did you see the fact that this is technically my vacation week? I'm not going to California and yet I'm still given this full week off. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that you were not vacationing? Did you notice, did you see yourself slipping into that mm, hypocrisy? It was difficult at times. I think it would have been... So it did a couple things. So in my brain, I was free to not do things. So I felt like I had let myself off of the hook because the expectation was already there that I wasn't going to be gone. But because I was in my house, it was a lot easier to go, oh, look, there's my laptop. Maybe I could just update my website a little bit and then slip into something. So I, 
absolutely definitely slipped up a few times and like yeah. s like snuck in some work but I didn't it was nothing like client facing I didn't teach my yoga class um I actually I took two yoga classes um I went to the gym three of the days but so like I I did things but they weren't they were enjoyable things they were things yeah. that I specifically wanted to do um so that was that was different, but I needed, but it was like I needed that, I needed it to be set like on a calendar that I wasn't working. It was if yeah. if it had just been open ended and we weren't going and I don't know, I don't know if I would have been able to do it if if it was just like oh I'm gonna take a week off. I think if I would have said I'm taking a week off and not the expectation of, you know, I was supposed to go on vacation and so everybody thinks I'm on vacation. I don't know if I would have done done the same. I think I might have been like, well, maybe just a little work, and then. Well, I'm super proud of you for uh, actually it taking was hard. the week off for real. It was really hard, and then I think I started going off on a tangent about other people not doing it. Like I got like real high and mighty about it. <laughs> like by, oh, sure. by like day four, I was like, why don't people just take breaks? I don't understand <laughs> it. I'm but, so good at this. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> God, society, what a mess. Am I right? And you were like, what? <laughs> Just <laughs> You're like, I think I did call you self-righteous. Yeah, you week. did. You called me self-righteous. Like, oh, okay, you've been off for a few days, and now you're all I invited. This. Uh, yeah, so. whatever. It's <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, I'm trying to think of the last time I actually took a day off, and I really don't know. I really don't know when that is. Um, I don't I, know because I asked you. I was like, "Do you need a written permission slip?" Because I do this thing. It Brene Brown. Thank you, Brene Brown, for everything you've ever done. But she has in uh, daring greatly this idea of writing ourselves permission slips to do things, and I think that's brilliant. Um, it's really hard, but she's like, "Just use a post-it or whatever the thing is, and put it where you can see it." Giving yourself permission to take a break, to not do a thing, to to like just let go of something, and people sometimes just need that permission. I need it a lot. Like I hate yeah. that that you know that need for external validation is so hard. <laughs> so sometimes you gotta. I don't know, I do that with clients. I'm like, well, if you would like, I can give you verbal permission to let it go. <laughs> and I think that's where, like, you know, when we have our um, re re restorative classes and things like that, I think a lot of it is simply people get to say, I went to yoga. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to tell you that it wasn't hot power yoga. Right. You know, I went to a yoga class that was restorative and basically the teacher, I paid the teacher to give me permission to just lay there for an hour. Yeah. So, so one of our buds here at the studio, Julie, she came on Wednesday and she was like, I am so excited for this class because I'm excited for somebody else to tell me what to do for yep. an hour ish. And I, I so understand that. Yeah. I, I can't tell you. Sometimes I just wish somebody would just tell me, like, what to do in a day. Like, just tell me, like... I think that's where, you know, being an adult... Um, <laughs> like, I'm so tired. There are days when I just can't do it anymore. So, like, this morning, it was so nice. I had a phone call with my financial advisor. And he... Oh, my God. He just, like, validated me. And he's basically, like... Because I was asking him... 
how to pay for certain things. Like how to, what, what, what money am I going to use to pay for my tuition? And he was literally like, just use this money. Then we're going to move it over here. And then when you sell your house, we're going to do this. And I'm like, Oh my God, thank you for just telling me what to do. <laughs> like that's all I want. That is what I liked very much about. So I now have the same financial advisor and he literally told me like within 10 minutes of knowing me, he figured me out and he's like, whatever you want to charge people, add 25%. I yep. guarantee you, no matter what you charge people for any of the things you do, you You're are already undercharging. Because I started yeah. telling him like what some of my rates were, and I could see his face go. I'm like, mm, lady. And he was just like, he's like, uh, 25, maybe 30 percent more, no matter what you think. And then I was just, just having somebody say that to me was like all the validation I needed. And I was like, yeah, I could do that. He, and he kind of pointed out, like, if so, he was like, if somebody pays $75 for something, the likelihood that they'll pay $100 for something is pretty high, because that's, like, only $25 yeah. more. And if you were doing a service where, like, a tip was provided, that would be what they would be paying anyway. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so simple. And I was, like, l like freaking out about things. I'm like, oh, well, I want to, like, you know, I'm just starting out. And I only have this many clients. And I want this many. And I don't know if I can make this much money. Mom, what's money? And he was like, he pointed out to me. He was like, you would only need to see. He's like, say you wanted to make $4,000 a month. And you charge this much. You would only need to see this many clients and it was a number that was like really low and I was like it's oh. reasonable yeah oh and you didn't get burned out that is so much less work than I thought it would be but it yep. was him saying like I'm a professional at money and I'm telling you this will work and yep. that it's actually really easy so just do this thing and not in a way where it's like he's telling me like you know, you need to do this or you should do this, but basically just laying it out like this is a really simple thing. Yep. Like just do what just do <laughs> Well just do what you're doing and you'll be fine. And instead of, you know, being like, Oh, well I couldn't do that, I was just like, Oh, okay, cool. Somebody told me to charge more and it makes sense and I can. <laughs> so the moral of that story is that everybody should get a financial advisor. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not necessarily a promotion for Northwestern Mutual. However, no. number one, I don't pay for them. Yeah. This person's just giving you life advice. Yes. Because it is easy for them. And you could literally listen to the things they say and do them and then be happier and have more security. Yeah. I mean, literally like. <laughs> I'm like blown away. What, yeah. So the first time I went to my financial advisor, I was, I was super dubious because it was just a friend of mine who was like. Here, here's a, like, go to, go to this appointment, do this thing. And I'm like, I don't know what it is, whatever. So I was yeah. super hesitant going in because I thought, yes, they are what, like, the, at the end of the day, they're trying to get you to use one of their services, which is like, so I've got some mutual funds through them mm -hmm. and I've got my, um, uh, disability through them. Like, practical stuff that I actually need. Yeah, this like, I'll do like, that. This it's isn't like disability like insurance. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't BS. Yeah. So... Um, so I went in and after I finally like calmed down, the, the, there were two people that were sitting with me. They're no longer there, but so I sat down, he had a blank piece of paper and the other gal was sitting next to me and he's just asked me like, tell me about your life. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause I overshare. So I start telling my life story. Yeah. And he's taking notes and I'm like, yeah, why I is this relevant? I overshared too. And, and then at the end, <laughs> but here's the thing. So then at the end, 
he is looking back at the notes. He's like, all right, so you told me about this thing. You told me about your mom. You told me about your studio. You told me about this. And so he brought it all together mm-hmm. and, like, helped to guide me and decide, like, the best kind of mutual fund package. And because I told him about all sorts of things, he's like, let's do the, the disability now. This is something that we don't need to do yet. Then I got this new guy because that guy left. And now I got this new guy, Dan. And who we have the same one. Yeah. And so tons of life changes in the past six, eight months. So I go in and I talk to Dan and I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you my whole life story because you're new and my life has just flipped upside down. (laughs) He's like a therapist that manages your money. Yeah. And so I sit there and I tell him, I'm like, just be prepared. I overshare. He's like, no, that's great. So he, again, he takes all these notes and not only does he tell me, okay, based on this and these changes that you're doing, and this is what, and I'm even telling him, like, this is my plan. So I talked to him prior to going to school, mm-hmm. and he told me how to, like, what monies to pay and yeah. how to move stuff around the most efficiently. And, you know, like, he asked me to take a look, like, well, what's the, the APR in that thing versus this? Well, don't be dumb. Let's move the money over here. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, I just walk out like, oh, my God, I'm not screwing up life. He's That's telling me how, how to I be an adult. too. And everything was so simple. I was like yes. somebody literally just gave me permission to simplify my life. And yeah. it took like an hour, and I feel better. It was just, yeah, I had a very similar experience where it was basically somebody verbalizing like, you are worrying too much. You're doing fine. If you continue on the path that you're on, you're going to be fine. You're, you're, because that's the thing with any new business. Like, oh, is it going to work? He's like, he, he basically was like, you're doing therapy. There's no shortage of people that need therapy. You're, if you charge what you should be charging, people will pay it. There's no reason this won't work. So just to have somebody just verbalize that to me, it was like, this is all I've wanted to hear. <laughs> and I think also, like, unfortunately, also, hearing that from a man, like, not, not hearing it from a man, a man has a different relationship with money than women do, and which is why Jen's and Jero's that. Yeah. Yes. He acknowledged that in a way that I thought was actually really smart and cool, and I really appreciated it. He was like, um, he's like, here's a couple things I just want you to know. Women undercharge, men overcharge, women tend to, and he's like, and I'm not saying this in a way that is based on anecdotes, he's like, this is research, and honestly, it's true. So here's another not-so-fun fact. Women are more likely, in terms of bicycle accidents, to get hit on their bike in traffic because they follow the rules. So in terms of stoplights... Um, or stop signs. Uh, I do. A lot of cyclists will will roll the stop because sometimes it's honestly safer, even though it's illegal. Um, but because women will follow the rules, they tend to get hit more often. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I am a rule follower. I am totally. a rule follower too. But some of these social conditioning things, even though they're right, the right thing to do, we do end up shooting ourselves in the foot as a result. So he, yeah. I think the fact that he laid that out there at first and he's like, and please do not take this as something that is insulting to women. He's like, but I need you to think facts about yourself. Yeah, he's like, these are facts. And I need you to think about yourself as two, two entities, a businesswoman and a therapist. Mm-hmm. So be the businesswoman that charges what she should charge 
and then do the things you need to do that are maybe a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Then when you're sitting with a client, be yourself. Do the things that you are good at and want to do. It's like this stuff is like a necessary evil. So if you just think of it like that mm -hmm. as something you got to mm -hmm. do, then you'll be fine. So yep. just, it's so simple. It is. Just it really having is. that like validation that, you know, it's going to be okay. Just keep doing what you're doing. It's yeah. like, can we all have that in some fashion where it's just like somebody just tells you, keep doing this thing, stop doing this thing, start doing this thing and your life will be fine. And then they're right. Yeah. Like, is that what adulthood is like? <laughs> I think the point is that it can be. Like, like you just, and, uh, and, one, and also, you know, this year, this past year and a half or two actually has been the year of me getting coaches or teachers, something like that. So literally every single aspect of my life, mm -hmm. I have somebody that is coaching me, guiding me and so forth. So yeah. I have, I have yoga teachers, I have meditation teachers, I've got a business coach, I've got a life coach, not a life coach. Um, but my Financial advisor, I consider to be somebody who is a life coach for me because the things that are particularly frustrating and um, hard in my life are things, everything in my life revolves around money. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say that because... Me too. I hate that part, but it, it really we can't does. change, we can't do anything about yeah, it. Because if I want to own a home or live someplace that I want to live, go to school, further my career... Um, you know, do all of these things. I have to have money to do these things. Yeah. And, you know, and then being financially responsible for somebody, um, now not, which is very nice. Yeah. Um, so literally everything that I touch involves money in some way, mm -hmm. particularly because I'm self-employed. Yeah. Yeah. And being self-employed and going back to school. I'm realizing that now it's like, I, a part of me is like, I don't understand why everybody isn't self-employed. But then when I think about all the behind the scenes things, oh. I'm like, this is why they're not. Because yeah. you can just go to a place and maybe you don't make as much money, but certain things are being delegated in a way that you don't have to take the time or the effort to do them. So that can be worth it to people too. So it's less control of certain areas to be employed by someone else in yep. some ways. But I can see how I can see how and why people would not necessarily make that choice. I don't think I mind it and I think that I'm finding that this is going to be a preference for me. Yeah. But it's going to mean having to get a little bit more comfortable with the idea of, of charging money, yep. be okay with charging money to help people because that's that's a problem for anybody in a helping profession. So not not saying sure I'll do I'll do a sliding scale to 20 people or saying, oh, you don't have money? Sure, I could do pro bono sessions. And then the next thing you know, I'm like not paying well, for any of my overhead. Like but what, <laughs> we, what we know, and I have personally experienced, and I know we've talked about this before, is when you don't charge what you're worth, then people don't value it. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was, when I've done free things or when I did donation-based, people don't show up. No, they don't show up. Rebel of the week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> We're talking really fast because we have 11 minutes left on her finger. Yeah. So I was going to talk about Melinda Gates. Um, oh, yeah. So she 
has been for the last few decades doing really important work around women's equality globally. She just put out a book um, and she is also kind of ramping up some new things as well. The reason that I chose her, because I realize her and her hubby are like, you know, the top 1% and they're super duper rich, but um, she is a Catholic. She's been a Catholic her whole life and her life goal at this point is to bring um, family planning globally because in terms of the world population we have had for a little while now more men than women um not in the united states but globally reasons for this include violence towards women but death as a result of having too many children or in childbirth or being unable to take care of children and that is because there is not there is not enough access to contraceptives in many, many, many countries. And there have been attempts, but they haven't been enough. So she's really ramped up her goal of funding globally with all the buckets and truckloads of money that they have, um, these countries that, that don't have clinics so that they have clinics so that women can plan these things so that they can live longer, so that they can have healthier children. Um, and also Catholics don't believe in birth control at all. So she's had to really um, make peace with that and decided, you know, this is not a matter of religion. This is a matter of gender equality. And it, I think the estimate was something like if we truly wanted men and women to be equal, it would take about 200 years or more for the things that need to happen to happen. Right. Um, and there's got a lot of backlash from, you know, the internet. People are like, what's, why is it always gonna be a gender thing? Well, because it is. Because it's not equal. Because it's not equal. If we literally don't have as many women as men because women are dying, uh, we're not equal. So I would definitely recommend um, checking out her new book. Um, gosh, I think it's called something to launch. <laughs> we'll have to put it in the notes. I, I read the book. I just recently read the book. Um, I ha I should have it right here and we can edit out that in a second. We can edit out me looking cause I read it. Boop -a -doop -a -doop. The moment of lift. The moment of lift by Melinda Gates. <laughs> is a book that you, you can... did read it i did read the book oh well then let's make that the book of the week um but you already have a book and i just did a book well i mean i mean okay. it can be both or you can talk about that one next time let's talk about that hey, one man. next time we just it's roll with it to melinda yeah so that's what the book is about and i was a little bit uh hesitant to have her as rebel of the week because i'm like she's a super rich white lady she's super privileged but then reading this book i was like She's done the work. Yeah. So in terms yeah. of Microsoft and her being at Microsoft back in the 80s, she was the only woman. She was the only woman to study um, computer science within her class and to get a master's degree in it. So she's she has 
gotten to a point of privilege and money and all these things, but I feel like just based on just reading what she's done, I was I was like, I think they're good people. I was the Bill like, and Melinda Gates Foundation is a really good foundation. Yeah, so, so I, I was I was kind of like, okay, I get it. Like they have a lot of money, and the distribution of wealth is horribly off. But you know, we can't fix that. What we can fix is this global gender inequality, and that's yeah. what she's been working on. So, and if you I, don't want to give money for her book, then go to the library. Yeah, if she's got enough money, then just that's what I the did. Library. I got it from the library. <laughs> I love the library so much. The book from our last uh, episode, I, it was a library book too. I like don't buy any books. So yeah, so don't buy books. Go to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy any books, except by um, Spiritual Rebel by Sarah Bowden. <laughs> right. Because we love her, and she gave us these wonderful water bottles. So spiritually rebellious. Yeah. And we didn't get to thank her. So thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. And she gave us some sweet pins, and she gave us stickers. Stickers, and then she gave us these bookmarks that are um, cats dressed as Princess Leia. So she's she's our, our bestie yeah. via the internet. Yeah. But yeah, Melinda Gates. Rebel of the week, book of the week. I guess we just smushed it all together. There we go. <laughs> it's that kind of it's that kind of episode. Well done and done. Help you liked it. Um <laughs> it, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, it was an episode. That's it. And it happened. And, and like it and subscribe and do all to that. us. Um and I realized too, since we're on Apple um podcasts, you can give us stars you oh. should give us all the stars and you can yeah. do a little um review of it you'll find it you'll see it as yoga happiness slash yoga rebels but it's also yoga yeah. rebels i don't think there's another yoga rebels on apple podcast so that helps us too if there is they're inferior yeah well last time i checked there's no inferior yoga rebels out there okay all right great <laughs> till next time keep the rebellion alive bye